0: super talk mississippi media production you're listening to sports talk mississippi on demand presented by pearl river resort escape to choctaw mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming the dancing rabbit golf club and geyser falls water park escape to pearl river resort
1: uh, roger wicker and cindy hyde smith with the governor to start things out today more questions from the media And, of course, uh, representatives from uh, MEMA and the State Department of Health. So uh, another day and another press conference. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe these get a little old for you, but I think it's a pretty good way uh, to make sure that we're getting uh, current information. And as long as these press conferences are continuing each afternoon, we will bring them to you on Super Talk Mississippi. But with that, we welcome you to Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Uh, Supertalk.fm slash connect will get you all the different ways that you can listen and watch the show on a daily basis. Thanks for being with us. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey. Middle of the week. It is Wednesday. This is a week that I have particularly had a uh, a problem keeping up, Borky, with what day it is. I don't know why it's been worse this week, but uh, yesterday I thought it was Wednesday. And uh, told somebody, yeah, you know, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, the next day. And then I texted the guy that I was talking to later. I was like, today is Tuesday, not Wednesday. But that was yesterday. Today is Wednesday, the 29th of April, today and tomorrow, the last two days of the month of April, I think. Is that right?
2: Did I get all of that right? Uh, you kind of put my head in a pretzel there.
1: Hey, hate it's, that. To it's trying, today. I think today, today is today. That's all you need to know. That's fair enough. Uh, We are glad that uh, you're along for the ride. The ceasefire text line is open 601 879 4395. Equip your organization for simple, successful business continuity with a work-from-anywhere toolkit from C Business, featuring powerful resources like UC1 and Office 365. With C Business, it's easy to give your team the tools to get things done, no matter where they are, share files in seconds, chat on any device, meet virtually, and more all over secure cloud-based solutions with dedicated local support. Get your organization remote work ready today at cspire.com. Business, uh, I think we've got a bunch to get to today. The biggest story that's out there is uh, the release of the name, image, and likeness information from the NCAA working group. I was uh, was working my way uh, a little while ago through Ross Dellinger's story at uh, at Sports Illustrated, and it has got a ton in it. There is a ton uh, to dissect. This is the one that dropped a couple of days ago. Uh, where it outlined some conversations that he had with 13 uh, members of Congress in Washington, D.C. over the, uh, the last few weeks this spring, kind of trying to figure out who needs to be writing the legislation for name, image, and likeness. Is this enough in terms of athlete compensation? And the biggest thing that I took away from that is nobody agrees. Nobody agrees on anything. You have the NCAA working group. But even within that framework, you've got disagreement between members of the working group, uh, the NCAA's corporate structure, uh, athletics directors, university presidents. So you've got disagreement there. You have disagreements between state legislators and congressional or uh, uh, federal legislators, uh, I guess is the way that I should describe it, as to what it should look like. Uh, You have disagreement to some level student-athletes and what they think that they should be getting. Uh, You've got people that are fully in support of the amateurism model staying in place, although the number of people that fall into that category seems to be getting smaller and smaller. Disagreement, though, everywhere we turn, which just makes it look like it's going to be really difficult to get to consensus as it uh, at as it uh, pertains to name, image, likeness. Sorry, I was having trouble finding the word pertains. Uh, We'll dive into all this, and we'll dissect some of it as we go through, but that's, uh, Borky, kind of the biggest story that is out there today.
2: Yeah, and if you are one of those people that does not agree with athletes benefiting off of their name, image, and likeness, uh, to put it bluntly, you just need to get over it Uh, because it is happening. That is something that uh, you – can't fight the good fight on anymore. It is coming. College athletes are going to get benefits if they choose to do so off of their name, image, and likeness. It's going to come either through NCAA legislation here in January of 2021 or through, like, Anthony Gonzalez, the representative from Ohio, or Mitt Romney, some kind of political pressure. But uh, I mean, the state it's, of California that the has, has California. already voted a law into place. It is over. Athletes are going to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. So the conversation... Um, is not whether or not we agree with it, because I agree with it, you may not, doesn't matter. It's happening anyway. It's now what? What should it look like? Who should handle it? And then what will it do to college sports in general? Because the, the debate is over. It's coming. And today, just all but confirmed the inevitable.
1: The, the de- <clears throat> Excuse me, the debate of yes or no is basically over but the debate on implementation and what this look like uh, looks like in the long run is far from over so let's start with a poll question Borky opening poll question on Twitter yes or no do you support college athletes being able to benefit from their name image and likeness yes or no do you support it simple enough I'd actually like for us to add a secondary poll question as well. All right. And this would be kind of a, uh, a subset. If you are a business owner in the state of Mississippi, are you likely to pay a college athlete to endorse your business? So I don't know. If we'll have as many responses there, we probably won't have as many responses there because you know not as many people own businesses, but I would be curious to know that. If you own a retail store, if you own a restaurant, if you own an automotive dealership, if you own a tire store, if you have a tractor dealership, uh, if you have a plumbing company, if you have a landscape company, do you think it would be worth your while to use a college athlete at one of the schools in the state of Mississippi to endorse your business, and for you to compensate them for that endorsement? I know you can't put all of
2: that into a poll question. You can figure
1: out, Porky, how best to. <laughs> How's this? Uh, if how you're a business owner,
2: that? do you think it would help your business to have a college athlete endorse it? Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. Hey, Dad, what's up? Not much. No, I found out today I would never make a good bank robber. Okay. Tell me more. I went to the grocery store and I you, wore you a tried mask. It and that, didn't work? And that thing was bothering me the whole time. Fogging up my glasses. Just just <laughs> terrible. I, I, I never want to wear a mask. I don't want to be a superhero either, I guess. So you didn't attempt to rob a bank and it didn't
1: work out. You just went to the grocery no. store and the whole no. mask thing didn't work
0: out. No, no, I, I did not I did attempt to rob. I mean, how would you do it right now? You can't even get in the front door. You can rob through the drive-through. I don't think that works. Yeah, not not as well, not no. as well. Rippy, what have your uh, mask
1: escapades been like in public so far?
3: I actually, funny you say that. Had a mask uh, incident about 15 minutes before the show started. I went to go get a Powerade, like from the gas station nearby. And I was yeah. walking in, it, and some guy was blocking the doorway who didn't have a mask on, and uh, he was quite upset that I think the cashier told him that he couldn't come in without the mask, much like the gigantic sign next to his head said, no mask, no service, and then proceeded to look at me while I have a blue mask on and goes, why don't he have to wear a mask? And I was like, oh, buddy, like, <laughs> wait. You were wearing a mask. Yes, yeah, so I was wearing face. a blue I have mask. No mouth. It covered my entire face except for my eyes, basically. And he said, "Why doesn't he have to wear a mask?" And I'm sitting there like, "Can I buy him a clue?" I don't really understand what's going on here. And I was like, "Can you get out of my way?"
0: Did you say that? Uh,
3: yeah. Oh no, I didn't say like I didn't say I'd buy him a clue. I just said, "Hey, can you get out of my way?" And I walked in and got my drink and left.
0: Yeah. Nice.
1: You think there's a chance that two plus two doesn't necessarily equal four for this guy?
3: Uh, I don't know what you're... Uh, I'm not picking up what you're putting down, but uh, th- the mask seemed fairly visible to me. I mean, it is blue.
0: Yeah. You weren't blends in with the blue rest face, of the Blue face, look.
3: I don't know, but I'll have what he's having. Oh.
1: I heard what you said there, hey, Dad. We just got to let it slide otherwise. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Rob Fisher will join us a little bit later this afternoon. We'll ask him what the most recent news is surrounding the NBA. We'll talk a little bit about Make-A-Wish later on, both of those guests coming on the Farm Bureau phone line. Sports Talk Mississippi will be back right after this. Story from Axios, quoting Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Everyone who needs a test, according to the way we're approaching the identification, isolation, contact tracing, keeping the country safe and healthy. Hopefully we should see that as we get toward the end of May, the beginning of June. Jake, that's what I'm being told by the people who are responsible for the testing. I take them for their word. I think that question and answer came in uh, kind of a small Oval Office press conference Uh, that was happening earlier today. Maybe it was a quote from yesterday. Is that a positive quote as it pertains to sports that widespread testing should be available toward the end of
2: May or the beginning of June? He's not the only one that said something like that today. So the head of the FDA was on MSNBC, and I'm certainly not a 24 hours news network watcher, but Uh, saw the link on Twitter that he shared the same sentiment, that a few weeks from now uh, we will have widespread available testing. And that, from a sports angle, is the most important hurdle for these, what do you want to call it, a bubble system, Uh, for them to actually work. Because if you're going to do this and play the Major League Baseball where they have three maybe centralized locations or they split up into three divisions and play in these empty venues in the NBA experiment to maybe take over Vegas or something like that. The only way that happens is if they have readily available testing for everybody involved in the operation. And when you think about it, that's a ton of people and their families. And although they have the financial resources to do that right now, the optics of that would be so bad because they'd be taking testing away from people that actually need it they can't execute it so when it becomes readily available anybody that needs a test or wants a test can get one that's a hurdle that they can jump over to make something like this happen so this is a big deal to me
1: the governor of tennessee governor lee i don't remember his first name earlier today in his press conference said that every tennessean should get a test whether you feel you have any symptoms or not everybody should get tested I don't think the governor would be throwing that out there if it didn't look like that was going to be a possibility in the near future. Um, hey, Dad, is this an illustration of we want information so fast, and we're going to be judgmental of every modicum of informa- information that comes out? Because three weeks ago, a month ago, in the PGA tour, you know, it was suggested that you know all golfers can get tested. And we were talking about all the NBA players getting tested, and everybody's reaction was, oh, only the rich and entitled can get tests. And now we got a governor saying everybody in the state of Tennessee should get a test. The narrative's changed a little bit, but if if we're in a little bit less of a rush and we allow things to kind of play out, sometimes they take care of themselves.
0: Yeah, and that was sort of the whole – that's the point of everything we've been doing so far is to just try and, you know – Stay ahead of things and just let it play out, you know. And, and that's what's happening now, and that's what's going to continue to happen. And we're going to continue to get more information, and eventually we're going to get through this. But yeah, we do sort of live—we lived in an instant gratification world long before the coronavirus ever decided to, to show up. But. For me, yeah, you asked earlier, is this a positive thing? How could it not be considered a positive thing? If, if we're getting closer to having you know, a lot more tests and you can find out what's going on and more information is always going to be better, it sounds to me it's like a really great positive to me. Rippy, does this say anything to you? I mean, and from a sports perspective, it seems
3: like the wheels are kind of starting to turn with regards to them getting back. You know, you had... Iger and the whole Disney thing about the NBA trying to set up maybe Orlando Vegas and all that, that seems to be like you're kinda of getting stories coming out that they've talked they're starting to talk to players about feedback and stuff like that and you figure it at that point then it's probably coming pretty real. So yeah, this all seems to be falling in line with with some version of sports beginning to come back, probably mid to late summer. I mean obviously you see it with golf, but like MLB NBA team sports. You know what's crazy to me when when
1: you if you want to step back and take a wide Wide-angle view of coronavirus, COVID nineteen, our response to it, the global response to it, you know, all of the charts and graphs and everything else. There's a lot that has happened in six weeks. I think I think I saw somebody point out today on Twitter that today marked fifty days without the NBA. So we've now you say five days? Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) Feels like it, right? No, today today marks 50 days, so seven weeks and a day without NBA basketball. We would be into the second round of the playoffs or starting the second round of the playoffs right now. There's a lot that would be going on from a sports standpoint. and We'd be in the uh, just the thick of the chase for an SEC baseball championship. All that's gone by the wayside, and we wanted immediate, immediate. Oh, the response is terrible. Oh, we don't have access to testing, and now we're talking about testing entire states of people and readily available tests all over the place there is a ton that has happened in towards in terms of progress in seven weeks and I think maybe the good news when we look toward the start of the college football season we've got considerably more time than that although it is getting closer but considerably more time than that than what has transpired what well, we're still three weeks away from starting our hundred teams in a 100 day countdown. Woo. So we've got what 15 16 weeks until the start of the college football season. That's a lot of time. Especially consider what we the the ground that we've covered in the last 7 weeks. you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, rolling into the 4 o'clock hour. Thanks for being with us, Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey. In about 15 minutes, we'll chat with Rob Fisher from Grind City Media and the Memphis Grizzlies radio broadcast. I'm sorry, the Memphis Grizzlies television broadcast. He's the sideline reporter there. Talk with him about what's going on in the NBA and whether... It looks like we are trending toward uh, a restart in the relatively near future. C Spire text line is open to you, 601-879-4395, 601-879-4395. Experiencing fever, cough, sore throat, or shortness of breath, CSpire and UMMC are partnering to offer free COVID-19 screening through the C Spire Health <coughs> app for all Mississippians experiencing symptoms. Learn more at cspirehealth.com. All right, so let's let's dive into the nuts and bolts of uh, what is out there today in terms of the uh, the advancing story uh, with regard to name, image, and likeness. The NCAA moved another step forward today. You've had the name, image, and likeness working group that has been uh, trying to kind of put ideas together and figure out uh, moving forward uh, what the uh, the landscape's going to look like. The NCAA Board of Governors today supported proposed rule changes from that previously mentioned working group to allow athletes to take advantage of these rights. So how can athletes be paid? Some of this is going to sound like wordy, and I don't intend for it to. We'll try and kind of break down what it means along the way. Third-party endorsements, such as promoting a product or or service on television, radio, or in some form of print advertisement. I mean, that's simple enough, right? That's a business saying, I want uh, Mississippi State football player Brian Haydad to be a spokesperson for my business. I'm either going to put him in a TV commercial, have him voice a radio spot, or put his face on a billboard, or maybe a print ad to go in a local magazine or a newspaper and I'm These going like to compensate him. I'm all for him. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Uh, I'm going to compensate him at a fair market value for uh, the use of his image or his likeness or his name. What could that sound like? Hey, I'm Brian Haydad. Can't say from Mississippi State. Can't say from the SEC. Can't say NCAA athlete. You might could say something generic like, Hey, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad. You may know me from the football field, but let me tell you where you need to get your haircut, or uh, maybe to make it more realistic, let me tell you where I go to get a cup of coffee and an ice cream cone. Right? Yeah, sure. And that, yeah, I mean that isn't that a podcast sponsor that you have right now? Yes, it is. There you go. I'm giving you the opportunity to plug one of your podcast sponsors. Across they they the don't. entire state of Mississippi, and you're busy playing Pac-Man on your phone.
0: I'm not playing Pac-Man. I'm, I'm reading a text. Uh, they don't, they don't <laughs> oh. pay to be on this show. They want to they up the money. Be happy to talk about fair, it. Fair enough.
1: Um, hey, I'm Brian Scott Rippey. You may know me from the baseball diamond, but let me tell you what I love to do when I'm not playing ball. I'm going to LB's to get steaks to put on the grill you can as well stop by their location at what so so that's what we're talking about yeah category number 2 social media influencing such as modeling or promoting a product or service in exchange for samples or compensation through twitter instagram
2: tiktok facebook et cetera Which is good because if you remember, UCF had a punter a long time ago that had a really successful YouTube channel. And it it was not because he was a UCF punter. It's because he was pretty funny, and he made funny funny videos, and they became popular, and so he was making money off of it. The NCAA said, delete the channel or lose your eligibility, and he chose losing eligibility. So at least they can do that now.
0: I believe that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago, yeah.
2: And, and interestingly enough, that's not actually
1: what this guideline is saying. I, I think what you're talking about would be permissible but they're kind of looking at this as yeah. you know social media influencers. I mean when one of the Kardashians promotes a product, I mean just like a single Instagram post is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars
2: a few years as ago pro- according to the uh, Firefest documentary, what was it Kendall Jenner was worth 250,000 per Instagram post. Kendall, she was like twelve. Then. Whichever one I don't I don't know them all, but one of those people was worth that much. Whoever they hired, she yeah. was
3: twelve when Firefest happened in twenty seventeen.
1: I'm I'm kidding. Kendall, I think, is the youngest of the group. Kylie's the uh, one that's that the self made sure. billionaire, yeah. right? It, maybe it was self made. No Either way, self
0: made. Okay, self made. Well, I mean, made by social media. Well, it's just, not, it's just not self-made. She didn't start a business from the ground up. You know, she, she absolutely she, started a business from the ground up. She was already a millionaire when she got started there. She was or her family was? Okay. I'm not gonna, I am not gonna—I don't want to debate this. Next on the news I know. It's like, yes, if your family is a millionaire, you're a millionaire. Are they going to put you out in the cold? Everybody's got money but you, Kylie. Go figure it out.
2: Oh, I don't agree with that at all. The name well, carried some weight into oh, of some course of the it early no, no, success. No, I'm not arguing that point, but your, your
1: parents being millionaires does not make you a millionaire. I mean, I guess in some cases it does. I wish they like weren't. The, <laughs> but like Eric C., the kid that we talked about earlier whose parents gave him $3.5 billion as like a 24th birthday present or something. Yeah, that was
3: good. Yeah, yeah but okay. I'm going to guess as he got $3 billion while he was blowing out birthday candles, he probably wasn't slumming it before.
1: That's fair, that's
3: fair. Yes. To
1: Borky's point about the UCF player a second ago, ne- next uh, next piece, their own work product or business activities, including digital content creation, podcasts, YouTube videos, streaming video games with monetization via advertisements, paywalls, etc. Utilization of talents, including athletics, lessons, music, art, etc.
0: This is good. It's great. That, that's a, that's the
1: lesson,
0: big, Sorry. So that's a big boon right there. Think about the. You know, I think he's doing them now. But how much money could Jake Mangum have made in four years for hitting lessons? A ton. Is this a, a ton
3: of money. Is this a bad day for us when you ask a player to come on the podcast? He says, "No, I have my
0: own." Oh. <laughs> um, I've never had a player on the podcast, so no different for me.
2: The component here, I think the big story that everybody's going to talk about, and understandably so, is the college football players. They're the ones that are going to command the most money because they generate, well, all of the revenue. They what are the reason that college athletics still exist, basically, as we're learning. But this is so good for... The Tiara McCowan, she wasn't at Mississippi State that long, but still, it's good for the Tiara McCowans, the Braden Thornberries, Jake Mangum, even though he was a little bit more popular than the average baseball player, uh, Caitlin Lee, those kind of athletes that generally don't have that much value. You know, the, the softball player doesn't have a whole lot of value, but they can go teach a lesson for 50 bucks on a Saturday now. Yeah. Uh, they can do things like run a camp and be a part of that. That is what is so good about the potential to allow players to benefit off their name, image, and likeness because it has never made sense to me that Braden Thornberry couldn't teach lessons when he was in college because a mom with a young son who wants to play golf but she doesn't know how – it, that's a great resource to have a a college player that won't charge you out the wazoo like a professional swing coach would and you can throw them fifty bucks on a Saturday morning and they can teach your son how to play golf it, everybody wins and th- there's no corruption. there's none of that and th- that's the the best part and my favorite part about this but, is but the what golf, the softball they, players they start
0: paying them ten thousand dollars an hour, Borky. <laughs> That's and my favorite part of this, though. And the way this is policed
3: will probably, like, the way things are policed with the NSA seems like they'll be the same way since, you know, they made it so crystal clear the school can't be involved in any way. So the way this is, like, policed and punished and all that seems, like, pretty similar to the old rules. Yeah. What, what about Although this, the is definition, it, does the definition of a booster have to change at all with this? It
0: has reasonable to. Question. You would
3: think so to some degree. Like, there's no way it could act, I mean, I guess it could, but. You think eventually that's going to change in how a booster is viewed and what is a booster at some point with this. All right, let me throw this out as a possibility. And and Zion is
1: a bad example because he's a little bit of a unicorn in college athletics. But everybody goes, Oh, Zion Williamson could have gotten seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars from Nike. Okay, sure. Yeah, he he could have. But what if Zion Williamson digs video games and in his spare time when he's not practicing basketball or doing schoolwork, work what, in the time while he was at Duke, what if he becomes one of these gamers that's streaming online and you got, you know, every time he jumps in to play, what, Call of Duty or I, I, I don't even know. Is that still a game that's popular? Yep. Yeah. Okay. He jumps in to play Call of Duty and he's got a Twitch stream and there are 150,000 kids that jump on to watch him. I mean, that's, that's an area that people haven't example. really even thought about. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. Back the you, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, all guests on Sports Talk Mississippi appear on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We're talking about uh, the name, image, and likeness conversation, the debate, the um, legislative action that is coming after the NCAA Board of Governors kind of initially approved the recommendations from the NCAA Working Group on NIL. And... We're going to walk through this in three parts, largely the way the story at CBSSports.com did earlier today. There are lots of other stories about there. If you want to read them, just Google name, image, likeness. There's a lot to consume. But there are three areas that we're looking at right now, and it's actually going to take a while to go through, but I think this is a really fun conversation. How athletes can be paid, key restrictions, guardrails, and regulations. Okay, so we've got to establish What can student-athletes do to actually make money? What can they not do? What's going to be prohibited? And then how do we kind of put some safeguards in place to keep this from turning into everybody's favorite term, the Wild Wild West? So we talked about third-party endorsements you can advertise specifically for a business. Social media influencing through Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and whatever else comes along. Profiting on your own work, product, or business activities, and that could include digital content creation like podcasts and YouTube videos and streaming video games through Twitch with monetization via ads and paywalls and whatnot. Utilization of your own talents. You can teach lessons, whether those are athletic lessons or music lessons or art lessons or whatnot. Just life lessons. So I want to put, yeah, well, maybe life lessons. You can do one-on-one counseling. So let me punch a hole in one argument that is out there with regard to name, image, and likeness. It's only going to be for the star athletes. We know Zion would have had no trouble capitalizing. We know Dak Prescott would have had no trouble capitalizing. Dexter McCluster would have made a fortune capitalizing on name, image, and likeness. Basketball players, pick your favorite one at your local school. What about this? What about the backup offensive lineman who not a lot of people know but has a talent as a painter? Huh. Do you know... I'm just going random here. People pay reasonable money for an hour art lesson. My kids aren't in art lessons right now, but a couple of years ago, they were doing a once a week art lesson. It was like, I don't know, 40 or 50 bucks an hour, 30 bucks an hour, 20, whatever it was, 25, 50, some, somewhere in that range. They did it once a week. So, how cool would it be if you were a third grade little boy and instead of going to see the art teacher who's got her little studio? You went to see the offensive lineman that was a football player for Ole Miss or for Mississippi State or for Southern Miss or for Alabama, and he taught your hour-long art lesson. So that's an altogether different way of thinking about it. But to me, that pokes a hole in the idea that you've got to be the guy that's on the marquee or the girl that's on the marquee to have this make sense for you.
3: You mentioned the basketball player. How does this affect college hoops with the new G League thing? Because, like, the whole argument against them going to the G League is that college builds your brand. And while that's often dismissed, I think there is some truth to it. Does this help college hoops more
2: so than other sports? It gives them the ability to fight back, so to speak.
3: Instead of signing those contracts with the G League, you can now make like, because Zion's brand was kind of grown because of Duke. He was known as like a kid on that. It's ESPN and Sports Center started posting highlight clips of at age nine dunking or whatever. But like he def yeah. his brand definitely grew because of Duke.
2: Is he the be- so, He's probably not the best example though, because if he'd have no, gone to but, Middle Tennessee, people still would have known who he is, well, and his highlights would have been everywhere. If he'd have gone to literally any school in the SEC, he's on national TV every time he plays.
3: But, but sure, but it's still just the bigger, bigger point. college hoops correct. in general. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: It gives them yeah. a, a chance to fight back. It gives them yeah. a reasonable opportunity to compete with, like, uh, the story yesterday a, a point guard from UCLA who is the number one point guard in the country, but apparently is a fringe lottery pick, like, maybe one, may not be one. So he's not like the elite of the elite. I'm going to get 300 k before endorsements to play on the G League team. It sounds like a lot of money, but in Los Angeles, as an elite basketball player, maybe there's enough to keep him in school.
0: Yeah. Because you don't... I mean, what What did, what did we say that kid was signing for the other day? Jalen, uh, whatever his name was. Oh, Jalen he's going to make over a million. Uh, over a million. I don't know that a million is possible. But don't tell me that Zion Williamson couldn't have made a few hundred thousand in his, but, but his one never uh, But never mind. But that's such a small percentage of people, right? I mean, that's what? Two percent?
1: Oh, yeah. If if that much half of a percent, you know, it's ten guys out of an entire deal. See, that's the thing that I would point to in this, and that's why I was saying a second ago. Never mind John Rice Plumley. Never mind KJ Costello. Never mind Jake Mangum. We're not worried about those guys. You you know they are going to cash in on this, but they're not cashing in to the tune of a million dollars. But it's no. certainly not crazy to think that they could make thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. That's not crazy at all. Plumley fits what but, you were just talking about, by the way.
3: Plumley could give piano lessons, right? <laughs> he or does sure, plays I'm, the piano. Not many people know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this just seems fairly <laughs> obvious. Yeah, this obviously does help everyone, big sport or small,
1: a and, lot. And, and, okay, so how about this next category? How athletes could be paid personal promotion promotions like autograph signings or meet and greets all right so let's think about how this could work autograph signing simple enough but not just an autograph signing for the stud how about the guy who makes a game winning play that is on special teams that blocks a punt to help mississippi state beat alabama okay normally there's I got no a picture market of that
0: I want to I get him to sign it. Yeah,
1: normally there's no market for that. So, here, here's the deal. I have a business in Starkville. I've got a sandwich shop in Starkville. And I call Steve Johnson. Completely made up a name. Yeah. Steve Johnson, who blocked that punt, scooped it up and took it into the end zone for Mississippi State to get the upset win over Alabama. So, Richard's sandwich shop either reaches out to Steve or reaches out to a point person in the athletics department to connect me to Steve, or Steve has an agent. Probably doesn't because he's like a a second string special teams only player. And I say, Steve, I want to do a promotion on Monday. You did this on Saturday. I want to bring people into the store, 50% off every sandwich I sell, and with every person that buys a sandwich, they get an autographed picture of you. And I'm going to pay you $1,500 to come for two hours on Monday night. Since you guys don't practice on Monday, perfect. This is great. Yep. Uh, How about this? Another not, not,
3: not the best example, no. but what about that? The you're talking about lesser known dudes and stuff like that. And what about novelty items? Like you remember the Mississippi Mayhem cover? I think that was like Vince Sanders, Atta Boy Joe. I don't know who the two state dudes were, and I can't see the third guy in the back, but don't you think they could make a decent bit like autographing those? Because it's like a novelty picture type thing.
1: They would have okay. that week, uh, absolutely. Uh, all, right. all right, so, so let, let's flesh that out a little farther. Yeah, perfect example. I'm in Tupelo, halfway between Oxford and Starkville, and I reach out to both schools, and we figure out a mutual, a, a day that works mutually, and I bring all four of those players. And I bring them to one autograph signing, and I agree to each of them to pay a thousand dollars a piece. And you can get all four signatures on that Sports Illustrated. You got to bring your own Sports Illustrated. They'll be here for an hour and a half on Thursday, you know, whatever the day is. They'll be at the at my business from seven until eight thirty on Thursday night after they finish practice signing these. James in Hattiesburg, ceasefire text line says Caitlin Lee after the SEC tournament. Perfect yep. example. Here's another example. Obie's got a birthday coming up in November. I want John Rice Plumley to come to Obie's birthday party. Or whoever Obie's favorite receiver is on the Ole Miss football team, or whoever his favorite baseball. Let's rewind a couple of years and say he loves Thomas Dillard. Or, or in the current environment, he loves Cale Baker. I can pay Cale Baker 250 bucks to come throw batting practice at Obi's birthday party in the park.
3: Why Kale, in the world not? Cale Baker gender reveals is a moneymaker. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic, Rippy. It is. That's I mean, it's awesome. true. The, the only limitation, if
1: this is put in place is the creativity of athletes themselves, agents, and people who are willing to work on their behalves. We'll look at some of the restrictions when we come back. By the way, no cap on endorsement earnings. All right. Just a... Nope for you, television viewing. The televised golf event with Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning is tentatively scheduled for Memorial Day weekend in Florida. That was reported by Bobby Burak, who is now with Outkick the Coverage with uh, Clay Travis's website. He was hired away from the big lead um, a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, Memorial Day weekend is when you're going to get uh, Tiger and Peyton versus Phil and Tom Brady. Just so you know. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. C Spire text line is open. 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. Luke and Flowood, possibilities are endless. I'm a girls travel soccer manager. I'm going to collect $100 from each of the families on our team and pay two of the best women soccer players from you. Pick the college $600 apiece to come do... Uh, hour and a half workout with the
3: girls. Perfect. There and, you go. Well, when you talk about the smaller sport deal aspect, like the, to me, this is more about like athletes being allowed what your av- to do what your average student is allowed to do than the whole pay the players yeah. thing that seems to lack nuance sometimes. We
2: had a, somebody text in about a, a musician. People, college students, teach music lessons all the time to make. I mean, just to make their tuition payments if their scholarship doesn't pay for it all. Why Chris can't Intupolo a talented says, uh, athlete do the same?
1: Yeah. Chris and Tupelo says, "How would this affect fan day where a fan can get a player's signature if players can charge for their autograph? Well, they're not going to be charging for their autographs at fan day and
0: I don't know, maybe fan day goes away. Or it could just be as simple as, hey, it costs 10 bucks to go to fan day now."
3: But no, no, the but that's, a, that, that, that's no, no, an that event the happen.
0: university's putting on, so you can't. If, that... There's no way they could do it. Well, it's not. I don't know how to do it. Then it's sponsored well, we by. So so It sounds so-and-so. like those would be untouched. Is is wouldn't I guess that stuff the point? Still be,
2: wouldn't that stuff
3: still be free? Just because it's a university event and the university that can't might be, have any. That might be the theater. case
0: there. Yeah, that's a good point.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. There
1: you go. Um, Byron and Columbus. I love what he says right here. Every D1 player is popular in their hometown. They could all make money doing camps or lessons. And yeah.
2: they they should be able to do that. I This aspect of it, I, I can't figure out what the opposition would be. I understand people are afraid of competitive balance or stuff, but you can debunk that very quickly because there is no such thing currently. And there are people that are afraid this is going to get abused, as if right now, currently, that doesn't already happen. This opens up the doors for so many young student-athletes that aren't the super-valuable players, like the Zion we keep referencing, that don't command money to do car commercials, that can still get something, especially from these sports that are not on full scholarship. Even take baseball players. For how popular baseball is in this state, all of those dudes are paying their own way with the exception of a percentage. 11.7 scholarships distributed among 25 guys. Every player has to pay, what, at least 75% of their education? No, at most 75%, because they they cover 25% of every player. So 75% of their education. Your baseball player that puts 10,000 people in the stadium three times a week has to pay their own way. This gives them an avenue to make money to help them pay for school. Which is what I did in college. I worked. I helped myself. They should get that opportunity too. All right. That's so, all this
0: is is people who have, you know, for, for years just railed against this. You're just going to have to accept the fact that college athletes are human beings and they have the same rights that you, the non college athlete, have. They have the right to go out and get a job. I think in this country, everybody's, you know, whining about people not having jobs. There's a chance for people to have some work. Why would that be a bad yeah.
1: thing? Greg and Nettleton says, Richard, I get what you're saying, but doesn't this cheapen what we hold so dear to our heart—college athletics, college sports? I don't think it does, Greg. And you know, to the point that Borky and Haidt were just making—they, they—we're just talking about people who are in school, and they've got bills, and all—all all of us have the ability to make money. And look, I, I am not—I am not the person that cheapens the educational experience. And, and I wish we would talk a little bit more, although people just kind of scoff at the i or scoff at, um, well, they're already getting a full scholarship. Don't scoff at that. That's a big freaking deal. They're getting a full scholarship, and room and board, and medical attention, and insurance costs covered, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, I'm not cheapening that at all. But I've not got no problem with them capitalizing, but for a lot of these guys, it's school and then they're done. And once they're done as college athletes, I mean, the fact that they were a college athlete may help them get a job, their first job, maybe a promotion along the way. And and that's a good thing. But in terms of their marketability, yeah, probably for most it goes away when they're done playing college sports. Yeah. So I, think, I got no problem at all with them capitalizing on that while they are marketable.
2: Yeah, Bo Wallace, I think, would be a good example of that. I mean, the further removed... That's a great example. But at the time, he would have been been worth a lot. And I think it, your point's a good one with the, uh, the education aspect of it. Um, there is extreme value in a college degree, and that can't be discounted. I think what people are fear-mongering about is... They think this is going to be widespread, that all 85 players for, say, Alabama are going to get a bunch of money. The reality of it is very few players, even on the elite college football teams, have value that extends far beyond their degree or or the, the scholarship that they receive. Tua being a good example, his value extends far beyond the degree he was getting from Alabama but his right guard although a great player and probably going to play in the NFL and make a bunch of money at Alabama doesn't have a whole lot of value there's not going to be auto dealerships just screaming and scratching and clawing to get this guy to endorse their product there are even at a yeah. place like Alabama or Ohio State name the elite college football team there's only a handful of players that have real Marketable actual value, and companies aren't going to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars a year on college athletes when they're not getting a return on that investment. Even the businesses owned by boosters, if they, they want to. Pay Tua a million dollars to endorse their their car dealership, and they're not getting a million dollars plus back in their investment. They're not doing it. Think about it yeah. in that way, and it makes it a little bit easier to swallow. This doesn't diminish the scholarship. There's only a few guys that are going to get more than really what the scholarship's worth anyway. There's there also some too
3: on- many restrictions on this for that, like a an oblong figure of, like that to happen. I'm pretty sure then specifically in the recommendation, it said like they'd have the power to like restrict, like, yeah. one person making a ridiculously more amount of money than,
0: like, what is perceived as normal. Somebody on Twitter was thought, said throughout the, the tremendous, well, what's to stop Tim Cook from giving the 25 best players in America $2 million a year to go to, to Auburn? His I'm shareholders? Thinking, I'm, well, I was like, hey, so his shareholders are going to subsidize a payroll of 85 people at $200 million a year is what you're telling me. I mean, Think, people. Think. Use reason. Sh-
1: C Spire text line, Shaq Bully says, Why would I want a millennial that has been more than likely living on daddy's money and has never accomplished anything to be a pitch man for anything? They have zero experience in the game of life and don't know the difference between a 3 eighths drive racket, uh, ratchet and a lug wrench. Shaq Bully. I, I-, I get that. It's th- th- There's only one reason you would do it. Not because of their expertise in your field. It's because of their name recognition... And the ability to generate buzz for your business—that's it. You're, you're Chris, using them to drive Chris, people to your business.
0: To Chris, Paul's a,
3: Chris Paul's not an insurance expert, but he still does State Farm commercials. Like that doesn't really right. add
0: up. I don't know who, what if Shaq Bully's a State fan or not, but he's got Bully in the name. But Shaq Bully, you're telling me that if I could have gotten you Dak Prescott to to promote your business when he was at State, you wouldn't have taken advantage of that. If I could have gotten you a reasonable amount, you know, reasonable fee for that. No, now, there's now no look, chance. Here, here's I here's the thing that I would say, though, that where where I might agree.
1: If I'm a local business owner, I've got a relatively small advertising budget. Relatively small. I probably can't pay a one-off twenty thousand dollar appearance fee for Dak Prescott to come sign autographs at my vi- business. If I'm a medium-sized business, maybe I can put him on an annual contract where it's $25,000 spread out over 12 months. I'm talking about smaller amounts of money. I'm talking about 500 a 1, 1000 1500 maybe up to $2,500. In the same way that a business might buy a remote where we come and we broadcast from their business location... To promote the business and talk about it and they would pay us to come and be there for three hours on an afternoon same type deal all right so so we've we've outlined how the athletes can be paid third-party endorsements social media influencing their own work uh, especially through digital content personal promotion and pointed out there no cap on endorsements let's look at the restrictions that the working group for name, image, and likeness is putting in place as well. Look at the restrictions when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Quick time out. Be right back. I got a text message from a buddy and I think he makes a really interesting point. But it would take an incredibly coordinated effort to pull off what he's describing. But before that, I want us to outline the, the restrictions here. So we're talking about uh, name, image, likeness. The working group uh, from the NCAA that's been working on NIL for a while uh, submitted their proposal to the NCAA Board of Governors. They've given it a preliminary thumbs up. We're not to the end of this, but this is kind of what's in the proposal. So we talked about how athletes could be paid a number of of ways. If you missed any of the conversation, you can go back and get it on the Sports Talk Mississippi podcast, uh, available online, on demand at supertalk.fm as well. So what are the restrictions? Athletes or third parties cannot use intellectual property from the school or the conference in endorsements. Logos, trademarks, jerseys, names, etc. You can't be on a TV commercial as the quarterback from Southern Miss saying, hey, I'm Michael Borky, quarterback at Southern Miss in Conference USA, and here's what I think you should do. Can't do that. Schools or conferences cannot make endorsement payments themselves. Ole Miss cannot have ceasefire, for an example. As a, no, that's not a good way to describe it. It's not a good way to describe it. Okay, Paula sent us a message on uh, on the ceasefire text line just a second ago. Let me use this as our example. She says, Do you think this is why my beautiful paper season tickets are going away and now they are going to just be on the stupid phone? They will no longer be printed with athletes' pictures on them. So Old Miss prints a picture with star wide receiver Brian Scott Rippy on it. Prints a ticket with his picture on it. Seems legit. And says Is he raising hey, his Rippey, leg in the end zone? Hey Rippey, we're putting your picture on the ticket for the LSU game this year. As compensation for using your image, we're going to pay you $10,000. Can't do that. The SEC cannot take the most marketable athlete in the conference, football, baseball, basketball, women's basketball, whatever it is, and use them to promote something and pay them for that. Can't do it. Neither schools nor conferences can facilitate or help athletes locate or arrange endorsements. So you can't hire somebody to work at Mississippi State to go out and seek endorsements for student athletes.
2: And that's an important point to underscore. We've gotten a couple of texts. I had a few in my Twitter mentions, and even Aaron Torres, who is a national college football guy, I guess apparently doesn't know how to read and thinks that this would be the schools paying the players, that that's what the NCAA opened up, is allowing the schools to pay the kids, that is absolutely entirely false. The schools will not be paying the players a single dime. This is all outside entities, not the schools at all. It's an important point that's got to be emphasized even for people who are in media, apparently.
0: And just okay. real quick, to go back to Ms. Paula's question, that's not the, this is not the reason that's happening. I mean, Ole Miss could just as easily put out paper tickets with old players on it, with just pictures of campus on it, with whatever, just the words Ole Miss on it. The, 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 it's got nothing to do with it, I don't think. I tend to agree. They're going to digital tickets
1: because it's far more efficient. And it's more yeah. cost-effective, but it's efficient, and it's, it's environmentally friendly as well. There you go. Um... Schools cannot use or allow boosters to use endorsements as a means of paying for enrollment or participation in athletics. So a school can't take... uh, You can't promise a a
2: recruit, hey, when you come here, this car dealer is going to give you $200,000. I think that's what that's saying. That's my interpretation. And that'll probably be tough to enforce. I do think it would be a universal thing that now, since this would be above board, this would have to be reported, and the NCAA would flag any. Um, let's say if you run a camp and the usual fees like 50 bucks, but you're charging your campers 500, an abnormal payment for the service that you render. Uh, They would flag that and investigate it. But if you are still breaking NCAA rules as far as paying players, I think they need to be more consistent with their enforcement, and this would probably remove a lot of the silly stuff anyway. But they should start shooting people to the moon if you break the rules now. And I think everybody would agree with that moving forward. If you break these rules that allows the players to get paid, shoot them to the moon and make the punishments as harsh as you possibly can because now that the athletes can get paid, there there shouldn't be a reason to cheat anymore. I know they're still going to try, but... Yeah, yeah, but... Of course they would, but I would support yeah, them but. having much stricter punishments moving forward because this would be done above board.
1: I think another may, way maybe to look at this last one, schools cannot use endorsements as a means of paying for enrollment or participation in athletics. In a partial scholarship sport, you can't say... You're only going to get a 25% scholarship, uh, scholarship, but we're going to make sure you make at least 30000 in endorsements to cover the rest of your 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 cost of attendance. I think that's one of the things maybe that they're talking about there. All right, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Interesting topic today. We'll take a time out and be right back. 5 o'clock hour with you. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey. Thanks for being with us on this. What day is it? Wednesday. Today. Wednesday. Thank you. Wednesday afternoon. 29th of April. Good to be with you. CSPIRE text line is open to you. 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. Equip your organization for simple, successful business continuity with a Work From Anywhere toolkit from CSpire Business, featuring powerful resources like UC1 and Office 365. With CSPIRE Business, it's easy to give your team the tools to get things done no matter where they are. Share files in seconds chat on any device, meet virtually, and more all over secure cloud-based solutions with dedicated local support. Get your organization remote work ready today at cspire.com slash business. It is time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to BuyFordNow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built for tough. Great savings on the F-150, the best-selling truck in America for the last 43 years. Test drive one today at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. You can add Alabama to the list of schools preparing to open this fall. Is this the most impactful one so far? AL.com with the story. University of Alabama System intends to return to on-campus instruction for the upcoming fall semester, barring any more extenuating circumstances or health risks, says Finnis E. St. John IV. Huh? That's his name?
0: That's the uh, chancellor of the University of Alabama System. i got to find out if he's related to Robert St. John. <laughs> I gotta know. Finnis E.
1: Saint John the Fourth. Mr. Chancellor. If you're calling him s- Chancellor, do you have to call him Chancellor St. John or Chancellor St. John the Fourth? I think you gotta go the fourth, to be honest. Here's his quote. A great name. We are expecting to have a fall semester at all of our universities. We are expecting it to be on the regular schedule. We understand that things could happen. That make it impossible, but that's what we are planning for at this time. Now, what will the parameters be of that? Will it be smaller classes where you alternate between in-person and online? We have the option to be in-person or online. All these things are being decided by the task force and guided by the safety of students. We fully expect to have on-campus instruction. We don't know what the circumstances will be, but we are trying to be ready. There is a theme in all of these announcements. It is, we plan to have students on campus with the caveat of assuming there is nothing that changes between now and then and we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but we're planning on having students on campus as scheduled in the fall. That's from Oregon, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Missouri, Alabama, and it's a list that's going to continue to grow. I didn't name everybody, just a handful that come to mind. Iowa and Iowa State, the list is going to continue to grow. Michigan and Michigan State have made this announcement. Michigan State's had a little more trepidity in it. I don't know if that's a word or not, but I made it up. It is now. Uh... Trepidation, I think, probably is what I was looking for instead of trepidity, but whatever.
2: Uh, what's that do for you? Anything? I think it's the most impactful from from a sports perspective, anyway. Right? It, it's I know we had Missouri do the same thing, but let's be honest, Missouri doesn't have any kind of influence in the SEC not yet, and most people, I mean, don't even still affiliate them with the conference, even though they've been in it for what is it, eight years. Alabama and this announcement, I think, will, to some degree, maybe it's a tiny one, but to some degree, put pressure on any school within the Southeastern Conference to do the same.
0: Yeah, this is the first domino. I would, I will make a, a, a guess that within the next two to three weeks, the rest of the SEC will follow suit. Alabama Alabama's the lead dog, and that where where they lead the rest of the conference follows did fauci say something today to pour cold
3: water on the whole momentum toward sports? No, it was a CNN headline, but it just says we're not ready for sports yet, but from what I read about it, it's like as in like <laughs> today because uh, he's already said on multiple occasions like sports at the late summer without fans in the stands is realistic. He said that multiple times, yeah.
1: I have a friend, I think I mentioned this yesterday, who has been absolutely pessimistic about it, says not playing sports again in 2020. And I called him last night and I said, I am going to bat flip, moonwalk to first base, spike a ball that bounces and hits you in the nose in the end zone after I score a touchdown, celebrate on you when you are so wrong about this. We're playing ball. So he sends me this message a few minutes ago he wants to he he wants that reaction also he wants to be wrong or at least he says he wants to be wrong. He says, so we get the momentum and some decent news, and i'll welcome you spiking the ball and then the five seven hundred thirty five year old hundred uh, and thirty five pounds seventy nine year old dweeb dr burning Bush dr. nervous Nelly fauci just wrecked us again <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> he said epidemiologists have dreamed of this. They want it to last forever.
2: Fell victim to clickbait, all... it sounds like. Yeah.
1: Mm. All right. You know what you can find out there? Whatever you want. If you're looking for news to make you feel better about the whole situation and be a little optimistic, it's not that hard to find it. If you are looking at news to rain on the parade and tell you the fact that sports as we know it will never return again, you can find that. And if you're looking for something in the middle, you can probably find that as well. Whatever it is that uh, you're
3: looking for, you can find it. That's just the modern news cycle. It's kind of the truth for everything now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
1: That was your college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford Dealers Optimism provided today by the University of Alabama and its president. I'm sorry, Chancellor of the University of Alabama system. I'm sure, there's a doctor. Dr. Finnis E. Saint John the Fourth,
0: Chancellor. What do we want to guess the E stands for?
1: Hmm. Ebenezer, <laughs> you liked that. <laughs> let's just assume that, and let me let me let me Finish modify his title: Ebenezer Saint John the Fourth. And, and and I'm going to assume that he has a PhD. So let's go with uh, <laughs> Chancellor Doctor. Doctor. No, no. Chancellor Dr. E, uh, Chancellor Dr. Phenis Ebenezer St. John the Fourth. Can we look up and find out what his actual real name is? I'm looking. Also, he has a
2: son, Phenis E. St. John V. Uh, in the meantime, uh, while you're looking that up, your friend might uh, start cooling on Fauci a little bit. Apparently, um, a few hours ago, he was speaking on the clinical trial for a drug that uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce, Remdesivir? Uh, god bless me uh, apparently the, you just tried to pronounce it i know it didn't I, go so well <laughs> i changed my mind it didn't go well anyway that so the clinical trial for that drug has according to him proven that it can block the virus the drug happens to be blocking an enzyme that the virus uses so a clinical trial for this new drug they're trying has shown that it can and has blocked the virus so good news all around yeah there, there there was some good drug news
1: today and it I, I didn't look to see where it finished, but stock market was having a big day. I saw that the S&P 500 is in the middle of its best month. Obviously, there's one day left in the month. Best month since 1974. Wow. Pretty good rally after a tumultuous March. April has been good for the uh, S&P 500,
0: apparently. I don't think Saint John Aww. is a doctor. Really? He's got he's got a law degree. Oh, he's a juris doctor. Yeah.
1: Chancellor Juris Doctor Finnis Ebenezer Saint John the <laughs> Fourth. By the way, we've gotten suggestions that the E stands for Edwin and also Eddie. What if it was Eddie? It
0: Earl. stands for Bear Bear Bryant. They just they just went with the E first. Did you say Earl? Yeah, Earl. Eric. Mm. Eric, no.
1: It's not Eric. No way. That was a name like Finnis. Finnis Finnis Eric. Eric. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll take a timeout and be right back. That was your college football fix. Somebody suggest Eugene.
3: Eugene.
1: Horse Mississippi with you.
3: Um,
2: all right,
1: let's circle back. It's been a, the majority of the show today on this name, image, likeness stuff. I think it's just... I like that we've got some... Uh, not teeth to it. Teeth isn't the right word, but we've got some details. And... It gives us some some kind of... Debate points. So we've talked about how athletes can be paid, key restrictions, and now some guardrails and some regulations. And my guess is this is where you're going to have some pushback. Number one, endorsement is a genuine payment for use of name image likeness, not a disguised form of pay for play with certain uh, with contingencies. Contingencies like compensation for participation or inducement in recruiting to select a certain school. Got it? That can't happen.
0: <laughs> and, and can't happen, Bork- won't Go happen. Go back to what Borky said. If we find out that happens, it needs to be you don't have football for a year. We're going to let you these guys get money. If you screw that up, boom, one-year death penalty instant. And I, I would be okay with that. Shoot them to the moon. <laughs> There's too much money at stake for a death penalty, but I get then your Then don't point. be stupid. <laughs> Simple. Don't
2: be stupid. I support that, too. It, it, the reason why I am, I'm all in on players getting paid is because they can't. And so I'm okay with boosters giving kids and their families money because wh- why should I be mad when somebody who's really good at sports gets money for being really good at sports? It happens everywhere. I mean, we have 16-year-olds signing endorsement deals because they're good gymnasts. Why should a... An 18-year-old senior in high school not be able to get a, a few extra $100 if they're going to college. Uh, the The moral aspect of that is why I, I support it, because morally it's not wrong to me. But if they're now allowed to benefit from that above board, I, I think you should shoot the programs that still cheat to the moon. That's just that's the line I've drawn.
1: I'm with you. What if it's from... I agree. Territory? They're just
3: not going to death penalty anybody.
1: yeah well I mean I don't I don't think any of us believe they actually will. I think Haydad and
3: Borky are just saying that's what they would be in support of. They should no, I mean they should. I'm, I'm yeah I mean I'm all for hammering them if you get caught after all this passes.
1: Yeah uh, endorsement is for genuine use of name image likeness independent of athletic participation or performance rather than payment for participation or performance. So you can't – if I'm reading that correctly, you can't set up incentive-based endorsement. Right.
2: right. Like if you catch 10 touchdown passes this year, we'll give you 100 k to endorse my dealership. That, that kind of deal.
1: So could, so with the example that I gave earlier, if uh, – what was the name I came up with? Steve Johnson blocks a punt against yeah. Alabama. Can I have an autograph signing for him after
2: the fact?
0: Uh, that's a good question.
2: Read it again because the first time you read it, it sounded to me like a pre-agreed upon performance. Yeah, that's kind of incentive. what I think.
1: Yeah. Endorsement is for genuine use of name, image, likeness, independent of athletic participation or performance, rather than payment
0: for participation or performance. Oh
2: no, that's that's a gray area then.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's. You hey, this guy did something good this week, I can I get him as opposed to, hey, if you do something good this week, I'll I'll do this for you. I, I I think that's the line of demarcation. Yeah. Would be an appropriate one. Yeah, yeah I mean it, it, you have to see what happened in the game.
1: Athletes cannot request to be compensated for NIL in situations in which they have no legal right to demand such compensation. My example of this would be like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm gonna say uh, like I'll see what your example is.
0: The idea that we're going to have... I've seen this floated a couple places, and it's just ludicrous, that they're going to start charging media for interviews. No. That is not Fair going meant. to yeah, happen. That's a good point. That's a good point.
2: NFL players don't do that.
0: By the way, if they right. do start doing that, I mean, I'm happy to take Tuesday and Wednesday nights off. I, I'll be happy to just go home after the show. Regulation of
1: third parties... Such as marketing agents and financial advisors. Of course, yeah, absolutely. I mean you've got to have regulation in place in the same way that there's regulation for agents. Right. Are there unscrupulous agents? Of course there are. Of course there are. And there will be unscrupulous people in this deal. but the schools are going to be involved with these deals, and they're going to have to be reported to the schools. And I would guess that you would have to have some sort of a uh, regulatory something or other in place in order to be an agent. A license. Potentially attempting to determine fair market value for endorsements in order to ensure they meet within the outlined regulations. That one's tough for me, because in a capitalist society, isn't fair market value what
0: somebody's willing to pay you? Yeah, that that one's going to be one that probably gets challenged, and probably successfully defeated.
3: But this isn't a free market, nor is it designed to be, because you talk about willing to pay you. There's like... It's not like in this. It doesn't seem as simple as that because you have boosters and they're willing to pay you that because they want you to come play football and do great things at their school. Yeah. So like, I don't think this is designed to be a free market thing. Mm,
1: But also, if you go back to how guys can get paid, there's no cap on endorsement earnings for athletes.
3: But isn't there, uh, in the recommendation, wasn't there a, a paragraph in there about, like, the ability to stipulate when, you know, certain amounts get become irregular or whatever it was?
2: Yeah, they, they are, so they say there's no cap, but there's a cap. And the cap is going to be a standard market value that I guess they're going to set. That's what makes this, it's a good step, but it's not a that final destination. That, that piece yeah. won't fly. And the legislatures won't let that happen. There are a few quotes out there from the people that uh, on the the elected leaders side of this thing uh, are not exactly thrilled with some of the language in there. And that was uh, a big one is uh, you say there's no cap, but also you say there's a there's a cap. You're saying both things at once. The current
3: version of this is like the, the version of this that's actually voted on is going to be a lot different than this current version that we're reading today. Like they're gonna spend the next whatever months actually kind of fine tuning this into actual legislation to be voted on. It's not gonna be the same thing that was recommended.
1: Yeah. Potentially limiting categories of promotion to be consistent with NCAA's membership values, which means no alcohol, no tobacco, no sports gambling. Fair. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I wonder, now, does that include, like, I don't know, like, so no bars? Nobody could do one for the library or for, you know, Rick's? That's an establishment, not Bud Light. I mean, I get that, but those are bars. I mean, they, they're there to sell alcohol. They might have well, that, but... Aren't they required to have food? My guess,
3: yeah. but, well, they are in Oxford. I
0: mean, they, they are in Starkville different places. Too. Have just, different rules.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, like, I would think that you would know. be able to advertise for a bar that also sells food. Um, I don't think you can advertise for Bud Light. Now, let's be honest; it's a little hypocritical. Oh, it schools is. Schools are now advertising and selling. Well, same thing with not, gambling, right? Well, not
0: I understand all, not why all you... schools, Richard.
1: <laughs> yeah, not Mississippi yes, State. Yes, I'm. I'm aware there are some people, some places that apparently don't like money.
2: Yeah. But well, the the casino aspect in the sorry, sports gambling. There are
1: some places that are
0: far more principled. <laughs> hey, exactly. Thank you. Appreciate
2: that. Um, NFL players and NBA players are banned from doing sportsbook endorsements, right? Isn't that? pretty sure yeah, i've never seen yeah, I mean, one hey,
1: come on they can't they can't advertise for casinos and sports
2: right that's why i was asking the question because even pros can't do that
1: yeah can't can't do it
3: pete rose
1: <laughs> in the long run it costs you
0: more than you make potentially limiting of, categories real, real quick, a third speaking of third party rose speaking of pete rose real quick did you say they, they canceled the hall of fame inductions for this year i, I did i'm gonna do it in 2021 yeah, yeah. When you mentioned
1: the autograph
3: thing earlier, Richard, I was wondering if it was going to be like picturing like a college kid with the Pete Rose outside a Casino or John Daly in his RV style type of thing.
1: Maybe. Outside of Hooters on Washington Avenue. Just merch everywhere. Now coming to the dais, summer 2021, number two, Derek Jeter. Jeter.
2: He's not British, you know. That wasn't very good. His best accomplishment. I was
1: was coming to the most interesting regulation in all of this, and we started talking about Pete Rose.
0: (sighs) A Super Talk, Mississippi Ah! Media Production.